I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 288 of Video Games Hot Dog, the one where Kevin's back. Hey! Hi, everybody. I missed ya. Oh, po- we pour, missed you. Pour, pour near the mic. Pour near the mic. Yeah. I oh, yeah. This is That was the open. best part of last... Open near the mic and then pour near the yeah. mic. Yeah, yeah that good. was the best part of the last this podcast. Tall glasses. I'm going to have to use a lot of whiskey to fill this. To fill this hole in your soul. Mm-hmm. All right. That was true. That uh, wasn't as good a pour sound as when you did, well, Zach. Well, the, the, the walls are very high. The yeah. bottle was fuller. Okay. Oh, so it made when the glug, glug, glug sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was real. It was real you good. Should've... Cheers. It's real good, real good Foley. <laughs> I, could, I should... I should cheers you guys with this half full can of Lacroix. That, this is not even yours. No, but yeah. just on Nor principle. Nor is it half full. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that'd be even grosser than Lacroix normally is. Oh yeah, yeah. like somebody else's old. Yeah, somebody else's old wet, old wet Lacroix. Wet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. We like it you nice and dry. You know, you don't drink Lacroix. You just cheers people with it. Oh, I see. Oh. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you guys should like. In in interest of making that sound every time, just fill it up with water before pouring. Or uh, pee. Or pee. Yeah, we or established pee. that last week. Oh, that really is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should not listen to last week's episode, Kevin. We were really <laughs> adrift without you. <laughs> Went to some dark places. Okay. Did, you um, didn't, like, fill this bottle up with pee and then no. just make me drink it like, uh, some n- sort of sad clown. <laughs> oh, yeah, like like Fat Mike from uh, was from, from is, No Effects. Is a sad clown a mixed drink that consists of whiskey and pee? <laughs> and it's just tequila and pee, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure I've linked to that story in the show notes before. Yeah, probably. Uh, but, I'll, you know, I'll do it again. Okay. We always need some show notes. Um, guys. It's been a week. Uh, Kevin was Kevin was gone, but everything is okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Everything is fine. Well, yeah. not fine, but fi- it's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, what have you been up to, Riff? Oh gosh, um, man, it really has just been working. I guess I, I went and got my oil changed the other day. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say you were. Uh, you told us you were at that Jiffy Lube. Yeah, so. I, went, I went to the Jiffy <laughs> Lube. I mean, that that doesn't seem like a good podcast conversation topic. I also bought some more uh, IKEA shelves to to uh, to pile on Riff. top of my desk to to Riff. make better use of the vertical space in my room. I Billy's man. Uh, these are no, they're not. They're like the uh, they're like the ones with the square cubby holes that you can put optional drawers and stuff into. I forget what the name of it is. I think that might actually also be a kind of Billy. It's not. It's I. It's a, it's I, a, I bought it's four letters. A lot of them. It's got an O in it. Is it like home or? I don't Elbow. think it's four Form. letters. <laughs> Isn't it? I was gonna guess I, like clapping or something, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Uh, anyway, we'll look that up and put that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, those are good. Sure. Those are good shelves. Yeah, they are. I got nice. Got a lot of got a lot of those. They this shelf part of them takes up more space than I would like. Mm-hmm. Like the, but, the like exterior, yeah. like press board stuff is oh, really, really thick. That, that's yeah. not too bad. Although the, they're a little deeper than I would like, so they take up. They 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 kind of. They're basically like they cute. kind of like crowd me. Yeah, <laughs> they're as they're as oh because you're wow riff. Yeah, I, I worry that you're you're going to just like make this like labyrinth of shelves. I I kind of feel like if I had the money to do it and an empty lot, I could just build myself a house out of IKEA shelves and be pretty happy with that. What would you use for for a roof? Just more shelves. 
Mo- most of the people who listen to this podcast are not going to be from the Bay Area, so for them, it's not too soon for me to make a ghost ship joke. Ghost ship? Oh, you guys. Okay, all I'm right. Also, I'm, it's. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. The that's the art the art space that burned down. Oh. Um, oh, with yeah. with like I while forgot. a concert was going on in it. Was it because of a bunch of IKEA shelves? Well, no, it was because like it was. It uh, was made of poor quality building materials that were not up to code. I see. Ah. And exits exits weren't marked and stuff. So as long as you put in exit signs, you'll be yeah. fine, Riff. I'm sure IKEA makes some exit signs. I mean, they'd be in Swedish or whatever, so I wouldn't be able to read them. But yeah, and they would say entrance. And and also, <laughs> like, wouldn't what about all your copies of No Exit? <laughs> wouldn't that be confusing to people i guess that would i'd have to store them like on the other side of the house okay. yeah that's the most ironic death is you couldn't escape from the fire because all of your copies of no exit yeah, were piled you, up in you, the door if you just read them you'd feel better about it mm, that's true it's true as you burned to death yeah as you went to hell you would understand that it was other people mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a spoiler because <laughs> isn't that the isn't that the last line well, I don't now it's a spoiler. I've never read it. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not really I mean, it's pretty short. I thought it's the pretty idea short play. was hell as other people. I didn't know that that was actually uttered in the play. Yeah, it's like the ghost ship moment. <laughs> okay. It's like that part where... Too soon, Vin Zach. It's like that part when... Uh, Vin, no, I was talking about Ghost Ship the movie, where, oh, okay. where at a certain point they say this is a ghost ship. Okay. Like movies where they say the title of the movie, like that time Vin Diesel was like three, X, X, X. three fast, super furious <laughs> right. guys. For, I mean, or the guy from Garbage Day says Garbage Day and then shoots the guy taking out the garbage. Mm-hmm. Is that a uh, is that a movie? It's... I sure am tired of all these Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I think that's got it, Riff. So IKEA and, well, and Jiffy, Jiffy Lube. Lube. I, I, Jiffy there Lube, was the free yeah. free co- free coffee. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you you that don't was, drive your was car around excuse. a ton, Riff. No, like, it's man. <laughs> the I still had like the sticker on my windshield from the last time I got my oil changed had not yeah. peeled off or anything. I still had about a thousand miles to go on that, and the last w- when I got that particular oil change was when I moved out here nearly three years ago. Okay, well that's that's that, a pretty reasonable. That's how I, that's how often I drive my car. But that's that's fine. Yeah. Right. Like that's because that's like you, you don't need to change it as often as recommended in general. But three years is probably pretty good. Yeah, it's it's the the my I, what I've been told by like car guys is that it's it's the mileage marker that is important and not so much the the time. Like, like they, car guys such as Click and Clack. Well, like, like, yeah, them and like my uncle and the people that work at Jiffy Lubes. They they say although it says like every six months or however many thousand miles you can kind of ignore the six months part and just pay attention to the miles there's something about engines that sit too long where the oil drains out of them and then it's yeah starts yeah starting you do them can be like, dangerous yeah you do you want like you do want to top it off a little use, bit before use you it start every, it yeah or like you know like once a week sit in it for a few minutes so that it churns just, everything around which is also good for keeping your battery from flattening but but you need to do that for like a good like 20 or 30 minutes otherwise the the amount that you drain yeah flat battery is the classic car hazard <laughs> i think that was one of the um that was one of the mills burns cards <laughs> yeah somebody somebody shoots a dart at your battery and 
Were you saying Mills Boo or Mills Boorns? <laughs> the, the Mills Boorn identity. <laughs> um, what have you been up to, Jim? I'll tell you what I'm not up to. Huh? Like an hour before I got here, while I was on the way to record, I got a text from April saying that she's going over to a coworker's house uh, and Chris is going to like be it's not a Chris any of you know uh, is going to be speed running Bloodborne yeah okay with like as, as I think the gimmick is that April is going to be picking his build oh okay, okay. wait wait and so, so like this is a party back? that I just can't go to because I have a I'm recording a podcast with you this, sons of oh, bitches so this instead. seems like something oh, you would no. be super into yeah I mean well um, is he going to be that's is he why they set it, it up so that I can't go I actually I don't know I should probably find out we could just stream it. And listen to it while we're recording. That wouldn't Ooh. be obnoxious at all. No, yeah, yeah. I could, that could be. I mean, you could leave. You could probably still get. The, you could just talk about video games real fast now, yeah. and then like the micro machines guy, and then leave. <laughs> uh no, I, I value the listeners too much. Okay, I'm sure they value you too. You, you better appreciate this, listeners. <laughs> so that's what you haven't. That's what you haven't been up to this week is is being excited about and then going to this fun Bloodborne speedrun party, <laughs> right? That I didn't even know was happening. Yeah, how did how did you not get advanced knowledge of this? I I, I bet they just decided to do it. I see today. to spite you. <laughs> yes. Is April into Bloodborne? Uh she she played it for a while. I think she got to the Forbidden Woods. Okay. And then like and then was like, oh, sorry, Forbidden. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then it. either like either like gave up or got sick of it. it like it, she fell off of it around there. Mm. Okay. That's fairly early, as I recall. Well, no, I guess maybe. it's like a it's like a third of the yeah, way through. The way. I was, I mean, I didn't expect her to get that far. I was impressed. Depending on how much, it's fairly open, so there you could do more or less stuff before then. Yeah, that's true. What about you, Kevin? Uh, I have <sighs> more or less. I have just been sitting on my couch at home. With two laptops open, uh, working on West of Loathing. Just hacking the shit out of the <laughs> Pentagon. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it's. I, I realized today that I, I had forgotten why having two laptops is super great. It's because you can be refreshing the build on one of them and coding on the other. Mm. And you don't have to, like, there's no delay. So, like, mm. having two actual machines to do that on is really nice. I see. Um, oh, you, but then you don't get the compiler breaks. Right, but I don't want them. I want oh, okay. I want more time to cr- crunch. Self-imposed codes. crunch. Yeah, Jim loves it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I'm 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 really happy with the way I'm, things are going. I'm always tweaking my compiler to take longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just putting a bunch of extra code in things that doesn't actually do anything except grind numbers. Just yep, so it'll take yep. longer. Just- like, you just copy and paste SETI at home into every program, <laughs> every program that you run. Right. Um, did I ever find anything? I guess we would have heard. <laughs> I mean, if I remember right, what it's looking for is like, um, like strong signals that are evenly spaced. And I think it's found a bunch of those. But, uh, but that just turned out to be when. I, I, it probably Pulsar turned out to be coincidence. Or when the right? telescope yeah. was was pointed at. That smoke the detector. Yeah. <laughs> when the telescope was Cooper, us. Cooper, Cooper. Uh, what's that riff? Uh, I don't twin, get it. Twin Peaks joke. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, that was something I did. Is watch all of the new Twin Peaks so far. Is, is that, it good? Everybody seems oh, like it. Everybody seems like they good. love it. 
Yeah, man. Okay. If you like David Lynch or Twin, or if you like David Lynch generally, and and especially if you like Twin Peaks specifically, it is excellent. Do you have to have seen all of Twin Peaks, though? <laughs> I mean, it would help. Uh, it is it is starting out from a relatively new place, so I don't know that it would be vital. Is it the mystery of who killed Laura Palmer Jr.? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Does Laura Palmer show up as a character in in it? She is. There has been uh, there has been a few minutes of of her in it because the okay. the what they've kind of built on is uh, well, gee, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, don't spoil but, it. It's uh, fine. Are are yeah. women allowed to be named Junior? Is that a thing? Oh, huh. Well, also, she did not have a daughter in the original. Okay, sure. But like, I mean, let's let's say like they they harvested her eggs and they named the kid after her. I mean, I think you can name anybody anything. I don't think that there are any rules. We just just played a video game with a junior female in it. Edith Jr. Yeah. Was she called Edith Jr. in the game? Yeah, she referred to herself as Edith Edith Jr. Jr. in one of the... Hmm. All right. I always thought... I was going to say I'd never heard of that happening, but I guess I have. Is it just because men are really conceited? Well, I think it's just because it's so much less common. Well, exactly what you said. Well, so well, much less common also, to name a, a child after the mother. Historically, though, you wouldn't it, like only a son is going to have both of the same names oh, as yes. the birth name of the father. Right. So. That, well, the, that the, the, the mother would take the last name. Right. So the, the mother's last right, name. Right. But your Jr. mother would not have been at birth named her married name and her first name. Right. Like. Well, the, the junior. Well, I don't. I, I, I don't, don't think this is a this, good. But, I don't think this is a good reason, but I can imagine it being a reason. Yeah, maybe. So I mean, you, yeah, I, so I don't, because. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't ever get. A, you don't. You don't tend to get women that are so and so the third. But juniors because of marriages and traditional name changes. Oh, because the, they're you're maybe okay. Maybe it's that you expect the woman to change her last name right. anyway. So you just don't even bother with. The I'm name. not saying that you do now, but I'm saying historically right. you did. And yeah. so when these yeah. when these traditions were being built, I mean, also probably either like owing to the patriarchy, history cares more about lineage of men, sure. or men care more about lineage yeah. as a like weird point of pride or or whatever. imagined continuity the, or whatever the, uh, that that's it's nice my understanding is like I could, I could be wrong about this but my understanding is that the junior and the third those titles collapse when the oldest one dies what i think that they, they, they no. then carry what, down the cascade one? you are making that uh, up. i'm not making it up i could be wrong so like when, so when when henry the eighth was king uh-huh. that seven of his male <laughs> seven generations of male <laughs> ancestors were all- i think it's different for kings <laughs> okay <laughs> I've, i know somebody who's the wait, wait actually no, no it was, that was were... the eighth king um, henry not yeah. not his name was not yeah. henry right henry right. kissinger the eighth <laughs> right well it was it was because his wife had married seven henry's previously <laughs> oh and she wouldn't and, have a willie or a sam <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, Pope Pope Clement the twenty third or whatever is not literally like the twenty third in a lineage of Pope Clements. Right. Well, yeah, because that wouldn't work at all. Right. Well, I mean, I guess it used to be. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my my um before you become Pope, my yeah. financial advisor. They, they let him with, off the vow of celibacy once a year for good behavior, <laughs> for bad behavior. My my financial advisor was Carl the Fourth. 
And then my financial advisor became Carl the Third, but that's because he stopped working for the brokerage and his dad took over <laughs> my account. So that's not the same thing. Okay. How confusing um, would it be if you suddenly had to like switch everybody's like, uh, how confusing would it be if you suddenly had to legally change your name? Ask most women throughout history. No, but like if you've always called somebody the third and then suddenly you have to start calling them the second. Have you, did you ever refer to Carl as Carl the fourth when we were out drinking with him? No, no, right. He had a son, Carl the fifth. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, you, eventually the weight of that just becomes like yeah. if Carl the fifth yeah. has a son, what's he going to do? Yeah. Did, did 20th Century Fox ever change their name? The 21st Century Fox? I don't think I don't so. Think so. I don't think so either. Now they're just old. Like us. They, they, <laughs> yeah. They rebranded themselves to do uh, retro entertainment. I watched three movies since the last time we recorded a podcast. Which I might have three? watched two or three movies as well. Okay. Which ones were they? I'm trying to remember now. You tell me some of yours. Maybe they're the same. I watched Alien Covenant. No. Which was pretty bad. Um, I, that does not surprise me. No, yeah. it doesn't surprise is it, is me it really either. Scott? It is. Yeah. And what it does is it, it it is like the Star Wars Episode 3, the one where oh, they say, come on. it's about to be Star Wars up in here. <laughs> so it just oh. sets up. It literally it, ends. It, with it oh, for ends, fuck's it sake. It ends with the setup of Alien. It already did that in Prometheus, more or well, less. Well, not. It didn't precisely explode. Oh, like, God, they did, yeah. come but, like, on. Is, is there any movie that less needs setting up right? than Alien? <laughs> Who, it's, wasn't, the wasn't whole point Prometheus, is it's a fucking mystery. <laughs> wasn't Prometheus officially not canon to the aliens? Stuff? I think they changed their minds about what? it. What? Really? Yeah. I didn't hear about like, that. Like that. They changed their minds multiple times during production, oh I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding? I didn't yeah, hear about it. I mean, that's awful. So, I watched the movie, and for the first, like, three quarters of the movie, I was thinking, you know, I don't understand why everyone is saying that this movie is so terrible because it's like, this is so far. I think I would probably rather watch this than alien three. <laughs> um, it's kind of similar actually in some, okay. Eh, like tonally. Isn't that David Fincher's alien? Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. Uh, Cause he's one of my favorite directors. And for it, that to be such a, yeah, I mean, a, it, a black mark on things. It looked cool. Um, hey, what's up? We can we can just pause if you need. <laughs> just oh, okay. I'd like to guest on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh man. Right. <laughs> Good night, Chris. Night, Later. Um. Anyway, it got, I was like, I don't understand why everybody's saying this movie is really stupid, but yeah. then it got really, it really, got stupid. really stupid. Yeah. Um. But uh, it. I don't know. I still enjoyed watching it. I I should say that I watched two and three quarters movies. I I left a movie at the Alamo <gasps> before it was finished. Wow! Like I left as soon as my check was, was paid. Done. Yeah, uh, and I knew it was going to be terrible, and so I, like I specifically like bought myself a ticket to go see this movie while Amelia was out of town because it was just like I just want to go get drunk and watch a bad movie and waste some time. The Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie that's in theaters right now. Oh, it is I've heard about this. It is nonsense. It is just nonsense. <laughs> like it, like I that animated Beowulf one? <laughs> it's so it I mean it's basically like Snatch but King Arthur, which I what I thought was, what I thought was, okay, the Sherlock Holmes movie, yeah. pretty entertaining. Yeah, that, those right? are pretty good. And, 
Yeah, and this is more or less that, but King Arthur instead. But it's like, nope, there's King Arthur and the Knights of the Round, except the Knights of the Round are like the sort of British low-life, oh, like, you know, heist team. That still with, doesn't sound bad. With, That's no, still, right, it could be, right. But, like, but no, man, and uh You, boy, but you left. I did, yeah. I just... I, I have, like, never done that and... I don't think I don't know if I have either, but I was yeah, like, I, I am just bored with I am bored with how nonsense this movie is. Like, I would just I would rather just leave. Did it have than, like the Guy Ritchie like like uh, signature sort of like gunplay, but with swords? It had a little bit of that. It had okay. a lot of it had a lot of arrows. Oh, okay. it, like arrows. so, oh, arrows right? Totally so worked, a lot yeah. of yeah. There All was right. some there yeah, was some yeah, Prince yeah. of Thieves stuff. So, I forget. There oh, was man. there were a bunch of people with like. Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels style nicknames. Oh, did it? Did it? Like, except the freeze that, frame with their within their name shows up. No, like, it, did, it didn't. They just <laughs> referred to. The, the, I forget. God, there's a guy whose name is like Trout Oil Bill or something. I forget. <laughs> wow. Like, it's not. That's not it. Well, that's the guy who changed the, my oil this past. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the Trout Oil Bill is really high this yeah. this month. Yeah. We gotta we gotta watch our consumption. Um. Ugh, man. Wow. Yeah. There's, I don't know. There's like, it's, it's set up as like, there was always an uneasy truce between men, man and mage. And like, (laughs) there was like a race of wizards that, that could control animals, including like 400 foot tall elephants that they used as siege weapons to, to besiege all of the like incredibly like, unlikely constructed castles on the tops of giant ravines and stuff man it was just there were just so many things where it's like now i'm gonna explain in sort of modern slang exactly as though this were lock stock into smoking barrels or snatch how this whole thing went down and rapidly cut back and forth between flashbacks and just wow mm, real bad then i watched by this is a movie directed by the guy who was the producer of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch, but it's this comic book movie that came out a couple of years ago called Kingsman, The Secret oh, yeah. Service. That's oh, really good. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. That was. Did you like it? I did. Yeah, it I was don't. Super super. Fun. I do not understand how. I, I don't understand how this movie came. I to didn't realize be it was a comic book movie. I thought it was it, just like yeah, a it's, different it's spy based on movie. it's based on a Dave Gibbons oh, comic book. I didn't know that either. Riff, you would know this. What you? I think you would love this movie. What? Uh, what is Dave? What is Dave Gibbons known for? Uh, man, I know that name. I can't. Think I had never heard of this of movie until I kept seeing Let previews me, uh, for the sequel to it that's oh, coming out now. I did not know. That yeah, Riff, you look. You look up uh, Dave Gibbons. Yeah. It's it's basically like if Austin Powers was serious. Yeah. It's, <laughs> right. It's it's yeah. like a, it's like a comedy it's a, it's spy a little movie. Over the top. Except it is like, also like every once but, in a while just incredibly violent, yeah. like Kill Bill levels of like, now Colin Firth is going to just murder but 200 not, people in a row. Like, but not so graphically that it bothered my sensibility. Yeah, well, it's, it's not, it's, it's not still gory. cartoon violence. Yeah. 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 Um, I saw this coming back from Germany. It was one oh, of like the five oh, films course. I watched he's, on the plane. He's the guy who did the art for Watchmen. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. That's why, that's why I feel like I've seen the guy's name a thousand times. Yeah. yeah. Um, he did the, the very, the, the most boring to <laughs> the most boring, if not actually bad thing about Watchmen. <laughs> it, it was like, fine. Um, fine. It, so it just, it's like a very like, and they, they nod to this a lot in the movie itself. It's just like a very classic Bond movie plot 
where there's just a very impractical supervillain plan. <laughs> um, and it, it sort of dispenses with the misogyny of that era of spy movies until the very last scene where it just leans into it super, super hard with just an incredibly tasteless, pointless gag. Okay. Uh, you have to tell me after the, after the show. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just out of place and in a bad way. Huh. It's, the movie's so good though. Colin Firth, you get to watch Colin Ah. Firth kill like a hundred people. Yeah. (laughs) That's. I liked it a lot, but like I also felt like it was probably a third too long for what it was. Yeah, and it's good. It's also good in that sort of like any origin story is kind of good. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what a sequel will be like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the the preview shows like the whole thing getting destroyed, and so it's like them. It's sure. like a X Men after tag. the school gets yeah. blown up kind of thing. But yeah, I mean it's it's got the like sort of Harry Potter thing where it's like oh it turns out you're gonna be crazy spy in this <laughs> you're secret a spy, spy school harry. yeah you're a spy <laughs> harry um uh, so it, i i saw a movie called hidden figures have you seen this that's the one about the women at nasa yeah really good uh i highly recommend that if you are looking for something um it just like it's a, it's a really good period piece it's a really good sort of like reflection on you know, race. You, you and mean because all the women are on their periods? Yeah. Uh, Good. And then I saw uh, the girl with all the gifts, which is more or less a movie version of uh, The Last of Us, kind of. Okay. It's weird how similar they are. And mushroom get, head people. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 zombies that are infection via. A fungus. Does a guy throw a bottle to distract one? <sighs> no, but uh, somebody releases a dog to distract a whole bunch of them. Ooh, okay. So that's kind of the same thing. Um, and there's a little girl who's infected, but not uh, asymptomatic. She's not exactly asymptomatic, and so that way it's a little bit different. But she is way more co- cogent than any of the other ones that are just like mindless. Um, but a good movie. It's it's Glenn Close is in it. It's yeah, like it's got a really good cast. Uh, so yeah, and then I've been watching um, Big Little Lies on HBO's now HBO now I guess. Um, is that the Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman, one? Reese Witherspoon, a bunch. Of, like the cast is kind of incredible. Uh, it is. I guess it's based on a book, and I don't know that it. I don't know how good it is it's kind of isn't it like super bleak isn't it about just horrible things happening to people yeah it's a bunch of dysfunctional people and families and stuff um there's a couple of like really good kid characters but the adults are just kind of shit and i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna keep watching it but yeah yeah so that's what that's that's what i have done when i have not Mm -hmm. been sitting on the couch is laying in the bed. <laughs> did you play any video games besides West of Loathing? I did. I played. Uh, I played one game that was not the assignment. Um, I believe it is called Baba Is You. Yeah, Baba Is You by uh, Him Pooley. Um, so it is a uh, Sokoban like you know puzzle script ish kind of game. It's available for free on Itch. Um, and the the super clever thing that it does is that. Uh, the rules of the world are defined 
on screen by blocks. So there'll be like, so the game is called Baba is you. So there's a block called Baba. There's a block is, and there's a block you, and you can push one of those away. Uh, and if you push it, like you can push multiple blocks together is like a little chain. And so you could push something else and be like, instead of Baba being you, you can push the thing that says rock is wall. You can push rock is, uh, rock is you and now suddenly all the rocks on the screen oh are you, you move them yes uh, okay it is Weird. super neat really really clever really really cool um it's, it's pretty it's pretty short there's only like a, you know a dozen levels or so yeah that sounds real hard like i i bet those dozen levels took like two years to make maybe they're not i mean they're not like over the top it's it is a okay, very it right. is a very like bite-sized friendly game in that way um and i feel like you could potentially take this a lot further than it was um, with different structures that yes. determine like yeah there's yeah. stuff that like there, so there's ice blocks and there's grass blocks and stuff like that and there's like verbs so there's it's always is as the like connector thing but then there's like is push which means it's pushable uh, is move which means it sort of autonomously moves and stuff so there's a bunch of things going on um, and I bet you could probably come up with another hundred levels of this game if hmm. you wanted to that were interesting uh, Baba is you. Baba is you. Really, really cool. It sounds cool. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes probably if you're if you're into it. So I played a couple hours of uh, Dead Cells, which mm. is a game that has been making the rounds on what all the podcasts that I listen I don't to. Know it is a lot like Rogue Legacy. Um, hmm. It is a procedurally generated level platformer with. Interesting. So I had heard this was like Castlevania as a roguelike, but what they mean is Castlevania Symphony of the Night as a roguelike. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's got about that level of graphics. It's like it's like 16-bit style graphics, but with animation that you never would have gotten there. Yeah. I prefer that to Rogue Legacy's art, I think. Oh, yeah. I like... Like... You know, and and the way the reason that I say that it is like Rogue Legacy is that it is just a bunch of block levels that are put together out of building blocks. It has a kind of a spelunky structure in that there are like multiple exits from each level. You go through it linearly, um, but there's multiple exits from each. So it's not really Castlevania style in terms of like a exploring a space. You are, but once you leave a space, it's gone forever. Uh, once you leave a space, you can't go back to it, which is unlike Rogue Legacy. Like you can only yeah. move forward. Um, but okay. you can move forward along different paths. But what does that mean if like what does it mean to have different paths if it's a if you can't go back? Well, it's like in Spelunky. Like you can you either go to the, the city of gold. The city of gold or you don't. Like, and okay. I don't know, I don't know, I've never made it through any of the optional ones, so I don't know if they collapse back together, right. like, if they are jaunts that, like, make the game longer. Um, you are collecting these souls, uh, cells, you're dark. collecting cells, no, they're, they're cells, they're dead cells instead of dark okay. souls. Right. Um, if you finish a level, you get to spend those cells that you've collected unlocking new items that can't that become available to drop or there are a few permanent upgrades like the ability to keep some of your gold across across runs okay. um, very very similar yeah, to rogue legacy similar, yeah. um and it plays way better than rogue legacy like it feels really good for you to jump around and there's there's only like a handful of enemy types but they're all really thoughtfully designed in people have compared this to dark souls which I don't. People keep doing that though. It's it's yeah, the new, it's, it's the new true. Comparison. The thing it's I mean it's the new like roguelike, 
Right. It, it, so you we, you need the Berlin definition of a souls like, but they did that at Waypoint. They oh yeah, they made the Brooklyn interpretation of the of the souls like. Oh, it was like an episode like two months ago. Mm. What people mean, I think, when they say that about this is that any enemy, if you're not paying attention, can kill you. Okay. Because um, I don't know how much I believe the procedurally generated nature of these levels adds to it. Like, I almost wish that it was just a fixed world that you had multiple runs through so that you could get better at the patterns of the world instead of just getting better at the... Like, the way that Spelunky does traversal is so good that it makes it so the procedural generation of Spelunky levels really dramatically changes the way that they play. Like, the placement of a single block makes a huge difference in Spelunky in a way that the placement of a single platform in even, like, a Super Mario Brothers, you know, would not... Like, a, I, I don't think a procedurally generated Super Mario Brothers would be all that interesting mm. because everything is either like a height that you can jump to or not. Right. Spelunky doesn't care because there's ropes and there's destructible terrain. So there's a lot more interesting implications of the way a given room in Spelunky gets built out than there are. Like Rogue Legacy was, I think, just boring because all it was was an assemblage of yeah, of fixed rooms. of fixed rooms and it, and, and it didn't control for whether or not you had like the jumping upgrades and stuff or flight yeah <clears throat> which trivialized a lot of the rooms yeah and it's I, I yeah and i don't i don't know i i feel like this is more akin to rogue legacy and that i don't really see the point of it being procedurally generated cuz it's not like well, I think replayability, probably. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Because then it's it's always going to be fresh in a way that if it was designed, it wouldn't. Not not as much, though, as Spelunky, and also Dark Souls is incredibly replayable, right? Because it's hard, and it's about getting good at the stuff that's there. And there's a lot of different right? options for builds. A given, yeah, and this one's, there's a lot of different kinds of weapons in this too, which is pretty interesting. Like you end up being a very different, you end up with a different playstyle depending on what you get. And some of the upgrades are like, instead of starting with this basic sword, you start with a random melee weapon from all the melee weapons that you've unlocked, which is like, that is a thing that I'm really looking forward to unlocking because I think it'll make the game more fun. And I hope I play it long enough to unlock that. Mm. Um, One thing that Binding of Isaac did that I haven't seen any other roguelike do is... As you play, it unlocks both new abilities and also new kinds of enemies. And makes the game harder. Yeah. Which I think is a really neat idea. Um, the problem, the problem with that system was, was having like expansions to it. Right. Yeah. Well, Where that like it assumed a baseline level of competence. The that then became just sort of standard. If so, if you like bought that. Well, that was the problem with the the flash game. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the, the the system I described was I think introduced in Rebirth to solve that problem specifically. Hmm. Um, no, the original game definitely got harder as you got better at no, it. No, you're right. Like. Yeah. It because it started unlocking the variant versions of the love that might bosses. have been in the expansion actually okay. the variant yeah how sometimes was... you'd get catacombs instead of basement or whatever yeah and like that that actually I think like 
the 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 die roll of whether you get uh, the catacombs or the basement or whatever the the catacombs or the caves is makes a huge difference in how hard that section is. And that section is like is this long. It's a long part of the game. Like it's it's like getting a dark level in Spelunky. It makes it super super hard. I think that sort of thing is probably not the way you want to tune that sort of system, but I do like the idea in general. Yeah. So this one, you know, you just get further as you get better at it. So it gets harder as it goes along linearly. It's, Does it have an end goal or just going forever? It must. I mean, it's the levels have like fixed names and it seems like you're just going through a castle. Okay. Um, Dead cells. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not that expensive. So, you know, I don't know. I've been having fun with it. I, I brought my controller to the office and I keep meaning to take it home because I think this game would be way better with a controller, actually, because the key bindings are not that great. Um, but that's basically it. I've still been dicking around with that topsoil game just on the bus, but there's nothing to talk about there. I, mean, I guess I've been like, continuing to play like type shift and stuff. I, I like that. Do you do you do the daily challenges with type shift? No, I don't. I don't find the non-clue puzzles in Type Shift to be even when you're like int- trying to go for a timed no thing. I don't. I don't find that interesting enough to do. Okay. It's, I mean, like it, it to me. It feels like doing the jumble, which mm. it's like I don't. You know, if I have to anagram stuff to to complete some task, you know, like solving a larger puzzle or making a joke. <laughs> about how one thing is an anagram of another thing, then right. I enjoy doing that, but I don't, I wouldn't just sit there and do it. Like, that's interesting. It, I mean, if I'm gonna, to if me. I'm gonna make anagrams out of words, I'm either gonna do it for fun and right. I'm gonna make anagrams out of like words that I see out in the world, or I'm gonna do it as part of something that I'm trying to achieve that's something more interesting than like a puzzle that was somebody else wrote and put in the newspaper. And that's what the type, that's what type shift feels like to me. It's like the clue puzzles feel like a very good version of a crossword puzzle and the non-clue puzzles feel like a, a just boring version of the jumble. Like a task. Yeah, kind of. Interesting. The lexicographer levels are insanely hard. Just because they use really obscure words. Is yep. that the, yeah, I can see how that. Yep. I can see if you good, if you had good dictionary frequency data, you would be able to kind of arbitrarily tune. Yeah. I kind of wish that you could. Here's something. Let's let's do this. Let's make a database of crossword clues for every five, six, and seven letter word exists in exist the dictionary. The world. Do they? Yeah. Okay. So if you had that, you could randomly generate clue puzzles do. for type shift. Yeah. And oh, for type shift, huh? And that'd be great. Sure. You'd need multiples, I think. Yeah. Or you'd generate a set that didn't have any overlap. Right. You know, but... Huh, that's interesting that there are... I don't know if you can get access to the data, but those, but there are websites that have just every crossword clue that's been published and hmm. stuff. They're very helpful if you're solving competitively. I guess I did that. I did the Panda, the most recent Panda magazine... By good old Foggy Broom, By good old who's got a Kickstarter going now for yeah, a Puzzle yeah, Boat, which puzzle, uh, puzzle Boat Fort. We should put that in the. Uh, it's already funded, and how? But yeah, uh, working on their next. But he could always use more money. Exactly, working on the next uh, what stretch goal? Um, but we were, I think, we were the third team to to solve the. 
So Panda, yeah. Panda Magazine is a magazine that our friend Foggy publishes every few months, two months every yeah. two months. Uh, that's just got some puzzles in it. It's Puzzle and Answer Magazine. Yep. Panda. Do we P-N-A. have a Do we have a, a a team? Are you guys backing the the new puzzle book? Uh, I was I was going to ask you guys whether you wanted to do that at some point. Sure. Yeah. yeah I don't. Down. I don't know what it means for. It's like a like, hundred puzzles. <laughs> No, I'm saying I don't know what, like, when I backed it, it was like, you get a team. I'm like, I don't understand what this, I don't understand. So there is a competitive version of it. When he releases it, he will release it at a specific time. And And it's just for free to everyone when it comes out, right? No, you pay. pay. Oh. The first, the very first one was free, and then it was like I think forty bucks for the second one or something, and then yeah. the the Kickstarter project did not at all make it clear what well, cause it consisted of or what is it is pitching entirely people that have done this before, basically. Right. So yeah, it is, um, it is a I little just, confusing. It, it's it's it, am I right, Kevin? That the because it looked like it was like twenty bucks got you like a quarter of the puzzles, and a hundred bucks gets right. you all of the gets puzzles. With the idea yeah. being that you split that hundred bucks across five, across the four team. or five people. Okay. Yeah, and and then the team is like it, it, like you don't have to, but the idea is if you're getting a team that you're going to try to actually compete with other people that are doing it on the weekend that it launches. Okay, yeah. when is that? And I, I, I guess if you don't, it's like later this year, right? Yeah. Every person in that team still has access to that squadron yeah, of, of puzzles for yeah, yeah whenever yeah. you get around to it. So yeah, his risks cool. and challenges thing was funny. He was like. There is no risk associated with me doing this amount of work in this amount of time. I know how long it takes me to do shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, but, I'll, you know, I'll definitely be... chip in on that because I was, I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to spend a whole hundred bucks on this, but I'll definitely kick in 20, I, 30. I think I did. I think I probably backed it at whatever the, the team level is. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I mean, if I, I'm imagining deciding to give Foggy an amount of money right. and it's hard for me to imagine that not being a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I, I cause, cause the restaurant he works at is a very high end restaurant. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, so the last time I gave him money, it was at least a hundred dollars. I'm, I'm probably going to start subscribing to, uh, to Panda as to well. Panda. It's, it's pretty fun. I, I, somebody, uh, uh, sorry, listener who it was, uh, that follows me on Twitter and mentioned it, but somebody, uh, uh, asked me a question about Maze of Games uh, the other day, and I mm. remembered that I hadn't finished that, so I went. Nobody back and, has. <laughs> yeah. So I, I well, I I had stopped like midway through chapter three or something. I, I, I hadn't gotten to the end, so uh, so I went back and been been doing that. And on the the iPad Pro with the Apple Pencil, it is really nice. It just it because you can yeah. The screenshot that I saw looked great. Does it just have the ability to run multiple apps, yeah, run apps uh, in tabs? Yeah, well, yeah. not in... You split screen. You, yeah, it's split screen, so you can do two different apps. And plus, the the at least the application that I'm... The, the app that I'm using for it, this thing that... It's like a... I think it's called Notability. It's a notebook app, but you can also load in PDFs and then just scribble on top of these PDFs, and you get whatever different colors of ink you want. So if I'm doing, like, a shitty hard... Not not a shitty crossword puzzle, but a crossword puzzle that is shitty hard. <laughs> then I <laughs> then I can fill in clues that I'm not sure about in a different color or things like that. And it's just man, it's super nice. And you can write with a way. stylus at a resolution that fits into crossword puzzle squares. Uh, yeah, the well, the Apple Pencil uh, has uh, it's it's like it's it's a really fine tip, and it uh, it automatically which is weird. Because it doesn't look like it. Yeah, it's, it doesn't it looks, look at it. But the uh, but yeah, apparently it does something that that uh, 
it it knows when you're touching. If you have the Apple Pencil activated, it doesn't recognize sin- signals from your hands as writing. So you can mm. just have your like you could have your whole forearm laying across Resting the iPad, hmm. yeah, and That's it only good. reads from the pencil. And not only that, but it it like it knows the difference. So. It's not just that it doesn't recognize your hand, it just doesn't write with your hand. You you can still scroll the page with a fingertip Whoa. and write with the pencil. It's really nice. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you and have the small or the large iPad Pro? The large one. I really want one of those. I just don't want to spend the amount of money that it it's costs. It's like a grand. It's like, right? Yeah, grand or yeah, $1,100, yeah. I think. If, I if would you never, do, I don't think you, I would use it. If you, I, I, I recommend yeah, it if either. you, for, yeah, like the sort of thing, like I, I read a lot of comic books on it and it's amazing for that because the screen is so nice and big. Yeah. I have a lot of like old RPG source book PDFs uh, and I, I feel would like really like really good for that. Yeah. In a way that a non retina display that was smaller than an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper would just doesn't work uh-huh. for reading for reading PDFs. Right. Like it works for reading stuff, just not PDFs that are usually divided into columns. Right. Because every it's laid out as a page. Yeah, yeah. Scrolling around in PDFs is terrible. So being able to look at an entire page of a PDF on one screen that I can like take down to where I smoke cigars with me. Mm-hmm. That seems like a thing that I would use, but not like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. Like that's, and I just, you know, I mean, I guess if I wait three years, you can probably get one of those that's for not a thousand dollars. Like and you'd have but, to like, I don't know, like how also, how likely are you to watch movies on it and also do crossword puzzles on it? And just yeah, know, how many different use cases are there that maybe eventually it would build up to being worth it for you. Right. God, I have so many ways to watch films, right? From on my phone to like a projector on my wall <laughs> and every size in between. And a movie theater. Really, any movie That's theater true. that you can get to. That's true. That's an excellent point. It's like all movie theaters that are not on mm. boats or the movie. And since they've got digital all movie projectors, they can probably just play DVDs show movies now. to themselves. <laughs> that's probably not true. Actually, that's a good question. Can Can I commercial theater digital projector just play a dvd at like wall size or do they have like ultra high resolution right i I bet they have some kind of input for like you plugging a laptop in to do the before show stuff Mm, i'm guessing that's a thing that they let you have you know i don't know why i believe that i don't know why i believe that there would be any sort of standardized there's got to be something because like the my old roommate ran a movie theater for a while and would like they would constantly be doing like live broadcasts mm. they they like i think they showed um the premiere of one season of doctor who while it was being broadcast mm-hmm. like i feel like that stuff i mean maybe it's still some bizarre setup they had to go through some rigmarole to, to do but when i worked at a theater we just had a uh slide projector with the ads mm. and mm-hmm. pre-show stuff on it. Right. Like old school carousel. Hmm. And then you would show the movie uh, version of the musical carousel. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, I wonder if people collect those slides. I don't know. Wow. I don't think I took any. 
I, I definitely have some like little pieces of film that got clipped out of various things and like stuff that was just like bound for the trash or whatever. And like just um, like that I uh, full on full frontal porn that you would insert into films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, I didn't uh, fight. I had stopped. I was long past working at the theater by the time Fight Club came out. So okay. I don't know. I wouldn't have. Also, I don't know where I would have gotten 35 millimeter porn frames well, from the porn movie warehouse that you also were a projectionist at. <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> hmm. All right. Sure. I mean, I am sure that at some point we discussed like me and Doc Galactic probably discussed somehow getting pictures of our dicks in front of all of the theater patrons. I, man, I think well, about this. We never Disney animators think about this did. every once in a while, and I still am so happy with the story of the night that we were at. We were at this girl's house that was like a friend of a friend, and her parents, for some reason, had a color copier when that was oh, fairly no. rare. And so, in the house, yeah, oh. at their house. And so we're there at like one in the morning, and and so Chris like pulls down his pants and hops up on it and just makes a bunch of copies of his dick, and then he. She says, take those with you. You can't leave those here. And so we're just Oh my like, God, him did it I... turn out he accidentally left his dick in the copier? <laughs> he left his real dick it? in the copier? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and so we, we took him and I was, I was giving him a ride home and he was like, what man, what are we going to do with these? And then he said, hold on. And so we drove downtown and went to the outside the cowboy bar oh, and no. just put them under the like windshield flyers. wipers of all oh. of the pickup trucks that were parked outside of the cowboy wow. bar. <laughs> it just left. It's <laughs> uh, pretty good. Man. Uh, uh, you play any video games, Jim? <laughs> um, uh, April and I are getting sick of Pokemon, so we, we started up Ingress again. Pokemon hmm. Go. Pokemon Go. So, okay. Yeah. Um interesting i was level 10 and i was trying to figure out how to start over because like the fun part of that game is leveling up in the beginning right when you can make all the all the progress at once and i don't think there's a way to reset your account and it's bound to your device right right yeah you, it's really hard on an android to like have um like it it just reads the current you know the, who you're logged in as on google um and you could just make a new gmail account I don't know how hard it would be to get the phone to recognize that. Okay. Is it not like keyed to your phone number? I feel like that's the way a lot of Apple auth stuff works is that it's like well, Ingress, device ID. Ingress was a yeah. Google product, so it actually uses your Gmail. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we've been doing that. Um, other, it, other nice locations near your home? It's, it's weird. Like, I... There are um, Pokestops and and Ingress portals like in a cluster. Aren't they the same? Like uh, the same data. It's right? not. It's weirdly not the same. Oh, did it yeah. fork? Like, yeah, I at think the they point did. where they, they, I don't. They combined some Ingress portals into po into single Pokestops in areas where there were a ton of them, and then in areas okay. where there weren't many, they added some. Okay. Yeah, that huh. seems right. Yeah. Um, it, it's. It, a lot of them are the same, like clearly the same, like photos and names. Okay. But then Ingress has some that um, Pokemon doesn't, and then Pokemon has some mostly like official Starbucks locations and Verizon stores well, and that sort of thing. I'm guessing that, that Ingress so, doesn't. Here's my guess: is that uh, they forked the Ingress data on a particular date. People have continued to add to Ingress data, like for 
portal mm-hmm. stops and stuff like that. They didn't necessarily move that data over and then Pokemon Go got a bunch of corporate sponsors, right? Yeah, maybe. Like I don't know how you add Pokestops. Right. I think I think that's just a business thing. I think that's only okay. I think I think humans can add stuff to Ingress. Right. But I mean it, only even, businesses can even when I was playing like yeah. even when I was they're playing run like, by three humans. Years ago. Yeah, they're also people according to the Hey, you <laughs> laws of this land. You know, you're an employee of a corporation. Don't yeah, right. It's terrible. It's the worst. Are we? <laughs> no, the corporation is the worst. We're fine. We're humans. Oh, I see. Yeah, the, corpor- gotta, the corporation is just that asshole that no, it's the man. That feeds us. The corporation us and- is the man. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> so yeah, Ingress. Uh, even like three years ago, when I was when I was playing it, like the um the moderation time on trying to add a portal was it took forever. It uh-huh. took like. Almost a year, I think. Wow. Um, and yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a lot more interesting of a game than Pokemon Go, while still not being really interesting. Like, okay, uh, what makes Ingress more interesting is that you are you are um, you're capturing these uh, the, you're capturing the portals, and then you are like forming links between them to generate to create fields that your team owns. Okay. And so like it's it's in terms of like um if you treat it as a sport then your team is trying to control like more area of the globe. Right. Um and like some of the decisions you're making are like uh what what portals to link to what portals and what portals to leave unlinked because you can't cross the lines with another another link and you can't cross a an existing field or yours or the enemy either one yeah interesting okay um and then like the placement of uh when you when you capture a portal you are you're like placing resonators in it which just means like these are the things that 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 mark the portal as yours um, and you can actually geographically place them. So you want to place like when you do, when you attack resonators, you're doing like an area of effect attack from based on where you're standing. So like you want to place your best resonators as far from the sidewalk as possible. So you're making like strategic decisions like that. Wow. Okay. Um, so like you're making, trying to make it like physically difficult. You're trying to, to trick uh, people on the opposing team into standing in traffic when <laughs> they play. I, I I do think like there is some degree of like yeah they probably won't go over there like they'll probably like waste all their XMP bursters or whatever the fuck they're called because they can't go stand in the middle of the road to attack this thing. Do they? Do they not? It seems like people who are really invested in this game would just spoof their GPS. Uh, I think they like if you do that in a subtle way, then like you're probably not going to get caught. But my understanding is that they enforce it pretty strictly. Right, but you could just sit at home, move yourself around kind of at walking speed for like four or five hours a day, and make a tremendous yep. number amount of progress. Y- yeah, you could, you could, but like I don't know who would like who would be motivated to do that. Like I would not be interested enough to play this game if I weren't exercising while doing it. You're exercising your mind, Jim. Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, you could also be like jerking off while you were spoofing your GPS. You're right. Yeah, yeah. you could be on, yeah, could be on, a, on a treadmill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do that until you're done spoofing, and then and then you suddenly lose interest in ingress. <laughs> um, and it also has things like uh, when you hack a portal, that uh, you can like 
long press on it and it gives you this series of like um of glyphs to trace like it shows you glyphs in sequence and then you're supposed to trace them in sequence from memory okay uh and you get like better um you get better materials out of the hack if you get them right oh that's that's cool. kind of cool yeah it's got a lot of like secret stuff like that like it's very you could you could play this game forever and never notice that until but i like my understanding is that ingress is set up deliberately to encourage people to um meet up and like play together like I, I remember at our at KOLCon, there were a lot of Ingress players who were excited that they were yeah. both traveling. They were in a new place, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and among then, other Ingress yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they would kind of segregate if they were in the different factions. Like it oh, definitely yeah. divided people. Oh, well, right, yeah. Like you, you would be competing for the same material. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like one of the things that encourages people to communicate is like things like that that are just like. Did you know kind of a, and that's why they didn't put that sort of thing in the manual is it so the players could tell each other. Hmm. Who figures is, it out to begin with? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I imagine there's got to be someone out there who just tries to long press everything. Okay. Anything else? I played uh, Old Man's Journey. I've been um, seeing stuff about this. Yeah. I, I started playing it because it's got really pretty screenshots. Um it's a story about an old man who goes on a journey. Um, you occasionally will like see things that remind you of vignettes from your life. And then if you're the old man, I'm, I'm presuming here, like the game mechanic is that you drag hills around so that you, the old man can walk on them. Like you, you're hopping from like scenery layer to scenery layer and you're moving the hills so that, they are within hopping distance and like it, it's it seems pretty clear to me that this game is intended like that this mechanic is just intended to like like give you something to do with your hands while you play the game like in, in just as a little pacing mechanism where everything's really like not too difficult and all the reactions i set i saw online were that this game is like really easy and you can just you can just kind of breeze through it and enjoy the story and i got stuck on like screen three and I was like, okay, I'm going to fucking play some more of this game on the way over to the podcast. Um, and I didn't get past screen three. <laughs> so, like, if you want to feel like an idiot for half an hour, I really recommend Old Man's Journey. <laughs> well... <laughs> I've been stuck on the same puzzle in Cosmic Express. For Is it, like was it? Yeah, was it but th that's the third level. Probably not, <laughs> not the, third, the level. third. Yeah, that's not the third screen of a game that isn't meant to be challenging. <laughs> you know. I, so that, like that, when that happens, I feel like there's a, like a simple interaction that you are not, I, I like yeah. thinking to try or something. I right? think like, you're right. Like I couldn't even figure out what my like like so presumably like you're supposed to know where you're trying to go <laughs> when you're like dragging hills around to create a path to that place. Right. And I couldn't figure it out. That was the problem. And like the, the he, since he's an old man, he walks really slowly. So like trying mm -hmm. stuff takes a long mm -hmm. time. Oh, anyway, it's really pretty. I think that's not a game for me. Any game where the, any game where the main thing that you're moving around moves really slowly. That's, I don't want it. I, I think that's a pretty reasonable entertainment strategy. Was it the story of an old man who uh, went out sailing on a sunless sea? <laughs> if only. That, I would play that. Um, 
So that's uh, is there a wedding remember, guest? Remember what you just said, and then we'll come back to that. Okay. Because for the assignment. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Riff, have you played anything? Um, played a couple old Mac games. I played a little bit of uh, Three and Three, which was the puzzle hunt game that uh, Cliff Johnson made after Fool's Errand. Is this? Oh, oh Zach, I- you're going to talk about Prey, right? Uh, no, no I don't okay. think so. Well, I'm, when when it's your turn, I'm going to talk about Prey. Okay, I already had my turn. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. I, yeah. I ruined it. Too so you've been playing Prey. You can have my second turn. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Riff, what were you saying? Um, uh, played, a, played a little bit of 3 and 3, and I played a little bit of uh, uh, Crystal Quest, which is like a very, very early version of uh, Geometry Wars. Not, not related, but you know, that sort of mechanic. Like a twin stick, like a twin stick shooter. Yeah, except it's it's not twin stick. You you shoot in the direction that you're moving. uh, Oh, and it has uh, it's it's got like momentum, but also friction. So you just your your ship slows down if you stop moving. So asteroids. Yeah, kind of like asteroids. There's like two gates on either side of the screen that monsters come out of, and crystals that you're trying to pick up, and mines that you're trying to avoid, and when you get all the crystals on the screen, a gate opens at the bottom that you have to get into without slamming into the walls. There's no friction in Asteroids. Uh, it depends on what version. I definitely have played Asteroids or Asteroid clones with where you slow down over time. Hmm. Uh, that was pretty much all I played. I guess right before the right before we did the show today, I I discovered that. Uh, the the Pokemon company has has released their own first iPhone app, which is called Magikarp Jump, uh, which is basically just a clicker game, but it's cute. <laughs> so I played a little bit of that. You just so it's not like Super Mario Run. It's more like no, it's it's more like uh, I mean, basically you 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 catch a Magikarp and you're training it to fish, or you're training to fish. You're training it to jump high. <laughs> It, it, it's it's like what's that? Uh, are you teaching? Are you teaching a fish to man? Yeah. <laughs> so, it, <laughs> uh, so uh, you you train it by either tapping on berries to feed it berries, or three time you get like three charges of training, which which give it more jump points. But those charges respawn every half hour, and and uh, when you have maxed out. A particular Magikarp's jumping ability, then it retires, so you have to catch a new one and start over. But entering a Magikarp in in contests and winning levels up your your actual trainer guy, which means you can catch Magikarps with with higher uh, potential. And, and you know, it's just a cycle that continues forever. And there's and this is just all a joke about how Magikarp is like the worst. Yeah, Pokemon. pretty much. Yeah, the, the, that all that Magikarp can do is jump. So it's a game in which you have a Magikarp and you teach it how to jump high. Does jump not do anything in the context of a normal Pokemon game? I don't know that it's 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 sort of um, well, what's the thing it does in an actual Pokemon game called Splash? I think it's not that it has a move called jump. It's just that its animation is of a fish flopping on the ground, gasping for breath, and it kind of mm. looks like it's hopping around. Okay. So what makes it a bad Pokemon? Uh, it has no stats, and the only move it gets is Splash, which does no damage. 
Okay. Uh, so is it just like a joke? I mean, the the Pokemon? joke the joke is is that if you keep one anyway and and level it up to like fifty, it turns into a Gyarados, which is a giant dragon thing that kicks everyone's ass. So so it's like giving up a giving up a party slot in the short term for getting okay. a really good guy late in the game. Okay. That's cool. I approve of that. That's, yeah. That's clever. Yeah. Okay, well, Jim, do you want to talk about Prey? Yeah, tell us about Prey. I don't Prey. really have anything to say about Prey. I kind of want to play Prey real bad, but yeah. it's, it's it's really good. Yeah, it, like, it's really good. I, I, I would like to watch someone do a good Let's Play <clears throat> of it. I feel like it's got... Like, I, I watched Super Great Friend play the, the demo, and it, it seems pretty cool, but it seems like it probably has a little more horror in it than what I want. It seems like it's, it's got a it's, lot of jump scares. Yeah, just the mechanics of the game kind of are built around, in part, the idea of jump scares. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I keep It's not, it's weird, though. They're not scary, I don't think. Like, they're not startling. Like, yeah, they could be way more start. Like, they're definitely like, like, I think it does like vignetting when when something is about to come at you. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, they're, to they're me, it's little, more just annoying because I was like, God damn it. They're like, yeah, well, there's that too. But is there like, any way, there's if, like, if you play carefully, can you like, notice things or whatever like yes it but oh, okay. but like in your first time through an environment like often you will like see that there's more than one of something yeah. where there shouldn't be okay that's if you're paying close attention and then you can like this is something they talked about like on, there's two jimmy on crate and crowbars like, you can just like shoot goo yeah you can shoot goo <laughs> yes. at the things you're suspicious of this and- is an alternate universe where kennedy wasn't assassinated and also jimmy carter is a vampire oh man that's that, that's that's an idea from an alternate universe where a sci-fi premise gets two buy-ins from the audience. <laughs> Wait, is this really a, a, an alternate universe where J- JFK was not assessed? Yeah. Oh, I had no and, idea. I didn't know anything about. Yeah, this. no, okay. and, and it's the the premise is that with JFK not having been assassinated, the space race is like cooperative and so advances way oh. way faster, oh. and so there is like a huge orbital settlement in the seventies. Interesting. Um, and this is like a hundred years later when it's been repurposed by a, by a San Francisco startup, like a, yeah, Silicon Valley startup. <laughs> right. I played another couple hours of it since, since the last one. It's, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to willingly carve out the kind of time. Yeah. Like just in, in the mode that we're in, I am so much more likely to just like take a break, play a game of Hearthstone and then tab back into work or Heroes of the Storm it, rather than like, all right, it's time to, play prey for a couple hours i'm i don't know how close i am to finishing it but i feel like i'm getting kind of close it's feeling end gamey um and i what i kind of want to do is just beat it and then come back to it in a few months and do a run where i start uneasy and spec really differently and just do every side quest because like yeah i want to do that there's a lot here yeah. that you're just not going to see your first time through. Are I would have to imagine on normal or on hard. Or I'm, I'm playing it on the easiest difficulty. You are like okay. I, it's I, plenty fucking hard. So on even easy, on easy, it, yeah. you're finding you have to do the because I, I saw your tweet about having to quick save just so that you'd have enough ammo and stuff. Yeah, like so. What wow, I was talking about was this is a, really tough. This is something from like System Shock Two, where like System Shock Two was made in a culture that demanded save anywhere. 
Um, sure. And so the, to make the game still scary and have you still be resource starved, they built the, they tuned the game around that mechanic where you can just save and load any at any any time and and so you it demanded that like at the start of any every encounter like you save and then if you don't do the encounter well enough you have right. to you have to load and try again even if you survive Shock, uh two at the very least i played with I, I killed everything with a wrench because I didn't want to use any consumables. Right. You are this game also very much encourages you to do that. In okay. fact, the thing that I was talking about, what I would do if I respec is I would respec. Maybe I would initially do all of the like slow down time, make it so you can swing the wrench more, make it so swinging the wrench does more damage. Yeah, interesting. I would take all of those first yeah. because those don't use any resources. Yeah, yeah, well, and then but, just not bother with. And 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 so like I, huh. my experience was that. Um, this is the same thing with prey okay. and I'm like 10 hours in, I guess. Um, but, uh, on creator and crowbar, I think Tom Francis was the one who was saying that like you start to get resource bloat, like maybe m- midway through the game or huh. a third of the way through the game, something like that. And, um, now he has like 60 med kits and doesn't know what to do with them all. <laughs> Boy, I have not found that to be true. I am constantly yeah. scrounging. Yeah, me either. So like, maybe he's just really good. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think I he's like, better at video games than either of us, but. And I feel like he might be a player who spends a bunch of time, like exploring all the nooks and crannies of things. Well, I've been doing that too. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. I try to, but man, going back three D three D spaces. Three yeah, D space going back, I was like, wow, there was there were huge swaths of this first area that I just never went to. Yeah. And I remember, oh right, it's because I had hacking one and all of these doors required hacking two to get right. into. And then I didn't get back there until I was like had maxed out hacking. And so I was like, Oh, okay, well that's good. Yeah. Well it, but I, I but also there are actually like uh, six degrees of freedom, 3D spaces in this game. Yeah, and I do not wait, like that what? at all. What does that mean? You you can leave the station, and there's no gravity, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you your controls become kind of like descent. Yeah, but they're what? but you know it's pretty good in terms of like gracefully to like it essentially becomes like swimming in World of Warcraft, where like the crouch button space is is down and, and space is to yeah. go up, and then the lean buttons, which are Q and E, rotate you. Instead, okay, um, instead of strafing, okay, yeah, it 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 gets really easy to get lost, especially in there are some interior levels where gravity is turned off Whoa. for various reasons, and those are, I don't know, man. I had to go watch a YouTube video to find and like the main quest objective that I was stuck on the outside of a box, and like the thing was inside the box, and I could not figure out how to like find the hole in the box, yeah. Because I would go and look at a side and then go and look at another side and then think I was looking at a third side, but I was actually looking at the second side again. Yeah. Like, I mean, the first, I don't know. Like, one thing that happens to me all the time when in microgravity regions of this game is that I will, like, I will be in a fight, I'll kill a bunch of stuff, and then, like, I'll find, like, 10% of the corpses. Right. Like, that, whereas, like, I just... Do they despawn? No, they just, like... Float away. Either, like, <laughs> either they, they fly off in because there's no gravity, right. or, like, I'll see where they go and then not be able to find it again because it's a fucking confusing, like, oh, genuinely 3D space. You know, what would be, you know what would be wild is if there's a hallway that... When you enter it, it looks exactly like a hallway you've already been in, 
and the, there are already mimic corpses in there, but they're mimic mimic corpses. I, I would not be surprised at all if this game does this at some point. <laughs> did you did you ever go out to that crashed space shuttle thing when you were outside the station? No, I didn't there's, know about that. There's you, you might not see it if you don't go all the way around from the first airlock or two yeah. that unlocks. But there's just there's a ship that's way out in the distance that I thought was just skybox, but then at a certain point it tagged on the HUD the corpses that were in it. Nice. So I was like, oh, I guess you can go there. That's crazy. But then I went out there and I couldn't figure out how to get inside it. <laughs> and it's like, it's it's, it's real, just on the side you didn't look on. Yeah. It's moving around in that in 3D space is real tedious. It feels slow, even though I think it's not slow. I think the spaces are just really huge. Yeah. Well, that's, and I think that's, that's equivalent to being slow, right? Like that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's deliberate. It's supposed to like. It's, it's supposed, supposed to feel to like feel a spacewalk. I mean, it de- like it definitely feels like watching a movie where somebody's moving around out in yeah. space in a spacesuit. Is there space debris? The other, the the other not, thing that, that I saw. drives me fucking crazy about those is that there is, there is this overlay that is the glass. Like oh, the yeah. force field on your helmet, which makes it hard to see in environments which are already so dark that it is very difficult to get a sense of the lay of the land. Like not being able to tell the difference between open space and a wall that's far away is really frustrating. Like I, I've had trouble with like confusing that with like, um, is there a like glass surface right in front of me? Yeah. Well, literally there is. Do, uh, so but, do they have maps? Not when you're outside. I was gonna say because I'm I am trying I'm having a hard time imagining a good 3D map. They have like, which we th- there is about. a position like there's a positional marker on the screen saying like right here is the airlock into this region. Right. And like, but they're like Skyrim map markers, right? Which sure. is like d- it, what this does not tell you is is there a fucking mountain in between you right. and this? Yeah. Right. Going toward it is usually not, not, the, not way the way to get way. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I really like how going outside the spaceship gives you a sense of the scale of the like. I would not be. I, I'm pretty sure they did not cheat the spaces there. I think they like just, they just the, did the, the exterior is the same size as the interior. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think that's that cool, right? Because I think in a lot of cases it's actually well, I don't know. There's a lot of cases where you. No, it definitely is that like it is the same space when you go into because there's like areas that are breached so they're locked off inside but you can get in there from the outside and if you move stuff around there and then go look back into the space it'll still oh nice like there's enemies out there that will be gone if you go out and kill them yeah and stuff like that i mean i guess you could fake that but maybe it's just real yeah it's it's probably easier not to fake it well which is rare the question yeah like because like these giant spaces are really hard on memory so having them be really big is also a good excuse to have like load times that you don't see. Like yeah. there's because there's you can move between the so sometimes you take a door and there's a load time to go into another area, but sometimes you can move between areas in a different way that don't have that load time. Oh, there's just like a long elevator ride, which is clearly masking that load That's time. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Um cuz like the main lift like getting there's multiple ways to get from the lobby to the arboretum i think maybe i'm wrong about that but 
you can definitely get from those two places through a sequence of load times or through that lift, which has no explicit load times, but just takes a while. Right. And I think that's probably what's going on when you go inside areas. Yeah, that's totally plausible. Well, should we talk about the assignment? Scanner Sombre? Sure. Scanner Sombre. Scanner Sombre. Scanner Sombre. Scanner Sombre, Scanner Sombre, Scanner Sombre, Scanner Sombre. It was neat. It, it turned out to be a lot longer than than I expected. It. I only. Uh, I only got about halfway through it. Okay, so Kevin and I finished it. Yeah. Kevin took way longer than I did and didn't like it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Jim has a. Ter- I, Jim I, has a terrible experience <laughs> with this. I I couldn't play it because they didn't have an option to invert the mouse. So you, when you're playing a first-person shooter, you want moving the mouse towards the monitor to make your character look down? Yes. Oh, that doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense, man. Well, I'm sorry. But you don't, don't want to, to, you to you. don't want to invert left and right. <laughs> no. So no. When you look at a I mirror, does... <laughs> this, <laughs> well, there, there, I had a similar conversation with this about... Um, uh, coordinate systems where when I think of uh, Y values increasing, I think of them going down because of the way the frame buffer is laid out. Okay. Um, okay. I, I expected that to land a little bit harder. Well, sorry. No, I just, sorry. I don't, I, I don't think I pictured it correctly. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move past this. So I, um, so when I think of coordinate systems, I think of, editing a gif where uh-huh. as y goes up the point that you're looking at goes down yeah okay yeah but that's not how like um like a Descartes ima- yeah. or right imagined the uh, the coordinate plane and it's not how like it works in OpenGL for example in OpenGL y increasing goes up in graphics graphic layer. i think it's graphics language language okay cool or, what does the open stand for just, and why is there no close? Oh man, that that would have been a they, they, Microsoft missed their chance to call DirectX closed GL. <laughs> GL close. Yeah. Uh, so all right, so you wouldn't. So you just wouldn't play it. You just wouldn't play it because it didn't support. Like, and your claim is that not supporting this is like a political statement on yeah, the part like, of the I, developer. I have, I have literally never seen a first-person shooter or a game with a first-person shooter interface that does not have a checkbox somewhere Cause, I mean, to invert to the me, mouse. I feel like if Zach and I made a first-person game, we just wouldn't even think of Would it. Would you have testers? Well, right. So yeah. So like clearly that was a thing that was, should come up in testing and, and like they should have been, been like, oh, well clearly somebody's going to want this so we should support it. But you're the first person I've ever heard of who wants this. Yeah. And <laughs> this might, so it's possible that they could have had hundreds of testers and none of those testers were crazy. This is not lunatics. as common as you think. It really <laughs> okay. is. It is. It, I, I will agree that it is a, an option in a lot of games and I've never understood it, but I've been like, whatever. Sure. Yeah. I, I, so I think this originates with like people who their first 3D navigation experience was controlling a flight simulator. Edith mm. Finch, I think, supported it. Yeah. And like that's not an action game, even a tiny little bit. No. But like they understood that somebody wants this. Yeah. Yeah. So well, scanner- and they support inverting the Y axis on the gamepad. There's a checkbox for that. Oh, okay. That's weird then. Yeah. It's super weird. Like, so they thought of this, at, like, this is why I assume this has got to be like a political statement of some kind. Well, no, I think that means they just forgot that people with mice 
play the game because they probably <laughs> all play it with controllers. Oh, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Scanner Sombre. Scanner Sombre. Scanner Sombre. Scanner Sombre. <laughs> is a game oh, yeah, where it is a it is. is a first person exploration game where the in the very beginning of the game you are like in a tent and you leave the tent towards the only other thing that you can see in the environment which is That's not what I did. a VR helmet <laughs> which you put on and then a little lidar handheld scanner thing that you put in your hand and then by turning that on it shoots a bunch of lasers out into the environment which paint points on the walls and that is the only way that you can ever see anything and those those in the game those points get recorded in your like vr headset as like permanent memory yeah so So you're painting you're kind of unfinished swan painting the 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 cave as you do it but in a a smarter way than Unfinished Swan because that was just a single color where if you overpaint the environment, you're just back in the same situation where everything is the same color. Whereas this, you can't overpaint because it has depth data to it. Yeah, the the dots change colors at, based on, on how far color. away they are from yeah, you. Which is super I, clever and it makes everything look really pretty and yeah. it's, it's nice. Yeah. I am really, really curious <clears throat> how they did this technically. Yeah. Like, because they can't just be storing the coordinates I of every point that you paint. That I think they can. I think they do because w- w- later on, when you get the upgrade to be able to adjust the focus of it, I like painted some designs on stuff, and that was you know they stayed there. still no, there. I, I don't think that's I don't think that that's practical. Well, how how far away were you seeing these designs? I wonder. You can go back. You can go all the way back. Like, yeah. it, but it's, like you can you see when you when back, you look at the map, the you map see the, that stuff. the the map has the picture of the dots at, that you painted. Like least, you eventually get a map up resolution. Like it's it is, but bizarre. you can definitely tell. Like later on, you get you you unlock some upgrades as you go through to this thing. Which one of them is a way to fo- to tighten and spread the 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 the, lighter, the lighter, cone of yeah. of lasers that you're sending out, so you can get more detailed pictures of stuff. Uh, then you get one that does a uh, with a cooldown like a burst mode where it sends out a shitload of lasers and makes a Terrible. pretty good map of your awful. immediate surroundings. It's the worst. It's fine. We'll, we'll get there. But okay. I'll talk but, about why um, I did that in a minute. And so, like, when you look at the map, you can see areas where you did that. Yeah. Like, it becomes obvious that, like, like so, I just, I don't, what I, what I thought was maybe happening was for every polygon in the game, mm-hmm. there is a seeded routine where you can pass a number to the engine that is how many points are on this polygon. And it will draw that many points on the polygon okay. in a fixed order. And that's what and it so, would do, like, at, at and, long distances or something like that? Yeah. And so that to, so to do that, all you would need to do is store one extra integer per polygon in the game. And all your gun is doing is incrementing every polygon that I it can see. I don't think And then when you go that. back and render it again, you could, I, I just, I, it, yeah, to me. That would, that would let you see, like, large scale uh, detail that you painted yourself. Like at a polygon resolution, and it would let it be the same when you went back without having to store the positions of every single point. Like I just, I don't know. I don't believe that it was actually literally the same, because when I would like save and reload, okay, it it felt different, but I could not describe exactly how, and so I'm not sure that it was really the same. So like. I, I, you might be close to the technique, but maybe yeah, I'm really, like, I'm really curious. What, like, yeah, uh, we I, would, need to, I really would like to know. We need to find these people at a party and talk to them. About uh, it, yeah, or someone who is, knows how. This is definitely knows how it works. So the the thing that I thought, so like, it's really just this like contemplative, 
Like you're moving around this space. It's very, very linear. There's only one path through anything. You're never making any choices. Right. Um, yes. other than what to pay attention to. The thing that I thought was interesting about it was just fundamentally because of the way the game works, the faster you move through the space, the less you understand it. So there, there is a reason to be leisurely about it. Jeez, Riff. Yeah, we just got super static. Can you hear us, Riff? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Huh, okay. That's pretty bad. We'll see if that's on the recording. Yeah. Um, I, and to me, like that, like the fact that the more time you spend moving around in these spaces, the prettier they get. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's definitely cool, except for the fact that besides the aesthetics of it, there's basically zero payoff to like spending time in the environment. Which, if there had been a couple of, like, interesting side channels, like, that yeah. could have yeah. been... Yeah. It would have been nice if there had been a few more things to find. That yeah. So so what happens is you, you, you slowly get a story doled out to you whose, whose uh. twist is instantly obvious the first time they mention anything about anything. And so, like, my hot take on this game, this game would be way better without any words. Yeah, the story basically. I feel added, that about most games. I mean, if if it, so long as like the weird events, the the glitchy things still happen. I, I felt like a better story could have been told for sure. I think a less a less like a more oblique story could have been told. Yeah. Like I essentially always <clears throat> want more mystery. artifice in fiction right and this is this is just like guileless prose yeah. like it I, I it really feels like like the way it was presented to the player uh it, it looks like no production time went into it it right. feels like yeah, it's like subtitle it's like closed ta- captions it's, like, it's ha- like they spent the last week being yeah like, like it, it makes me think okay, of like the, the narration in blade runner Right. It was just like something they added on at the last second because right. testers were confused. Scanner Sombre. Scanner Sombre or Scanner Sombre or Scanner and then a mispronunciation of Sombre or Sombre of your choice. So, like... So that was... I think that's what made me particularly dissatisfied. Mm. In like, was that there's this relatively cool central mechanic of the painting the environment kind of thing. And I think they did that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are like, I want to say three or four kind of interesting encounters that you have throughout the, the game. And then the rest of it is just sort of traversing a space, which is cool, but not interesting. And I feel like not interesting in as long as it was, I I feel like I would have cut it off like a third, like I would have shortened it by a third by just making the environment smaller. There's, there's like a boat ride through a big underground lake where, Pretty clearly what they did was they told their composer, listen to Dark Side of the Moon and then just do exactly that. (laughs) Just make us like as close to us and them, like the instrumental part of us and them as you can get without literally playing us and them. The music in the last quarter of the game was baffling to me because it was like, what tone are you guys going for? It's like you are all over the fucking map here. The ride, the ride up in the lift was like. Am I in a jaunty, like a jaunty adventure? Like, what's happening? I don't even, rem- I don't even huh. remember that Maybe. one. I just remember Maybe how weirdly I stopped at the right place. 
I was like, so it gets he, weird. The, and the boat ride, it goes through two big chambers. Yeah. And the first one is like, this is kind of, this is pretty Pink Floyd-y. Like, they're really Pink floyd <laughs> And then you go into a small tunnel again. And then you open into a bigger one. It's like, oh, okay. No, this that's clearly what they were doing. Here's just yeah. more. This is even more Pink Floyd. Like, it was good. Like, yeah. I, I liked that. I like that moment. Why didn't you like the burst scan? Thing? Okay, so the game is when you are painting things with the, with the gun, because the, they are effectively randomly distributed. You get these really beautiful environments because it's just like a bunch of like pointillism kind of things. When you use the burst scanner, it paints things. It like it does these four sort of overlapping lines scans of the environment top to bottom and right to left they're really evenly spaced and they're super evenly spaced and then they overlap in the middle to create this like cross of heavy scanning which looks really bad it just ruins the like environment and then when you get out further like if you like are in a big space and you do this and you get out further there are all of these like lines rendered on the objects which give them a sort of a fake texture and it makes them look like they are different than they are until hmm. you like oversaturate them with your random dots again to like make oh you're like oh no this is actually like a sphere instead of some sort of weird polygon. It I, just, won- I it, wonder if it you just can, ruins everything. I wonder if you can prevent I that from it. happening by by <clears throat> turning while it's bursting. No, it's, really? it gets it gets it worse. gets weirder if oh, you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I started doing that. I started always doing it while I was running yeah. because I like the weird it, it, stripey patterns that it made. Yeah, it's it, like it, it, taking it just, a panoramic shot of a cat. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so like there was like one, I thought there was like the sacrifice chamber was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, so that it was a good place to use the burst scanner and not to turn off your gun mm. and just use the burst scanner a couple yeah. of times and then leave. <laughs> um, where, where I, I stopped you... was like right after the prison. I oh, okay. I, oh, I, I, I remember most I of the way I, I stopped at, um, the bridge. They're, like the first time you encounter water and there's like a bridge over it, uh, mm. I I I stop my play session by uh, by going to see if I would drown if I jumped in the water, and it turned out you what? don't. It's just that your that your scanner hates it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you anything? eventually die if you stay in the water? You die. Oh really? Oh weird. Yeah, it must yeah. be a long time. <laughs> I wandered. I waited around in there a while. It might not be a long time. It it's, might it's be distance. It might be distance from the shore, and it's also only in the lake. Oh, okay, I think. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I got into a lake yet. There's this was just like a river. The way it handles water is really cool. I thought it kind of doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense, right? Because you it's paint really dots of light on there, and then they drift off on the current. And then <laughs> if you don't paint dots on there, they reflect the dots that are elsewhere in the environment, which them. doesn't make any fucking sense well, in a, a VR helmet. Because the but VR helmet doesn't know that they're there. It can do whatever it wants. <laughs> but it doesn't know that there's water there. Yeah, it does. If you don't, if you turn off, if you turn off, it, the they gun reflect and, differently off water, and that's why it simulates them drifting, and then it knows that there's a plane of water there. If if you, but but you can turn off your gun, walk up, like paint the ceiling, turn off your gun, walk up there, and the the water will still reflect it. There's no way that it would know. So I guess the I guess the goggles might have. a an infrared camera on They them? might have you, you, maybe there's water sensors in your boots. Sure. <laughs> it's pretty. It is I pretty. Mean, like that's yeah, the... like they they made some aesthetic choices that don't make any fucking <laughs> I'm trying sense. to think of like how the geometry would actually work here. Would it make sense for it to like when you shot the laser into the water to uh create a point that was visible to you that was like 
past the surface of the water that was the reflection of where the point hit the geometry. It would, I it would make would, two points, right? It would, it yeah, would, it would, refl- it would bounce a point and then it would refract a point. Okay. And it would get a, it would just be a mess. It would be a mess. And it, like the, and it would move around really chaotically as you moved past the water, depending on where you were when you shot the beam into the water. Right. So, it, right. It would be a mess. I mean, and the way it is now is real pretty and real nice. And it's. So, so this is l- like magical realism LIDAR. Yeah. Scanner, somber, rural thing. Scanner, somber, or scatter, somber. Uh, and then you eventually like get up closer to the surface and you get a new mode on the scanner that allows it to distinguish between different kinds of materials, which oh. makes it an, an, an interesting. You, just, you found the dial to do that. Yeah. No, well, you, that you, is super. The every one of are, your upgrades is just a new scanner. It's bizarre. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that, I mean, it's, that was actually something that I was wondering. Is it ever justified why this gear is lying around in no. this cave that you're supposed to be the first guy who's been in there? For- no thousands of years uh that sucks because that was kind of spoiling it for me a little bit it does not like the plot the when you get to the end and and the twist is revealed it's like okay well if that's the twist why the fuck is this the way that this is happening this doesn't make any sense Mm. yeah i feel like what they should have done was just i don't know had it like this is all software in your gun but it has it it has to up, up load into it or unpack or whatever and so you get like these thermometers at the bottom of your HUD that don't fill up, and that option turns on until you've gotten that far in the game. I felt like that would make a lot more sense than having hardware lying around in this cave that should not be there. Right. But- the aesthetic when you're, when you're not using the material scanner, when you're just doing the one where it's like rainbow colored, it the aesthetic reminds me a lot of stuff that was for sale in like science museum gift shops in the eighties, <laughs> like just black with glowing colored lights or like a Spencer's gifts, you know, like a, like a hologram from the eighties. Yeah. Or like a, like a fiber optic yeah. thing with like colored lights sculpture, in it on a yeah. shiny black. Li- and it's, I just, man, I love that. Yeah, like it, the aesthetic is great. Can you, I, can I you go that. back the way you came and go back and use that scanner and the, in the previous parts yes. of the game, when you when you beat the game, you get a new game. Yeah, plus. When you, you new game plus upgrades. where you start with all the upgrades. Which yeah, you you it's eventually you eventually actually. get another upgrade that is like a, just a higher density on the normal gun, which makes it just paint the environment real fast. Yeah, uh, which is pretty nice. I did not new game plus. I like I spent like ten minutes on it. Yeah, just because okay. I wanted to see what the first cave was like. There's so I got stuck in the environment like a half a dozen times, and that was pretty aggravating. As like well. actually unable to yeah. move, stuck in just the completely in the geometry. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean. You probably poked was, around into a lot of corners. That, in, yeah. Like, there's a, if you go back, so the very first thing I did was like, oh, clearly the game wants me to go that direction, so I'm not going to go that way. So you can just, I just sort of hopped backwards into the dark environment and then got myself stuck in the environment. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really confusing because it was, it was pitch black. Uh, yeah. Scanner Sombear. It, I mean, it sucks that you didn't get to play this, Jim, because I would be interested to see what side of it you would like. What, yeah, on, because what I is. like, I feel like this this game also maybe just where I'm at in my life right now gave me more patience 
than I would normally have for yeah, for this kind of thing. I was going to say, like, so, like, that was the point that I was going to bring up earlier, is like this game, I felt like I was moving really slow the whole time. I kept, I kept like reflexively hitting space and shift to try to like go faster. Yeah, I, but I wanted <clears throat> the environment to be more densely painted. And so I was sort of going slow yeah. and I, I, man, am I glad, like, I wish that I had discovered much earlier that you can hit the middle mouse button and that oh, toggles yeah. the gun oh, staying yeah. on because oh, I was just I, holding, you know, I didn't holding like... down the mouse button the entire time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? I, 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 I felt like dis- that was cheating somehow. No, it's just I felt like I had less agency in the exploration if I wasn't doing it manually. Wow. Oh, okay. I can see that. I mean, maybe I would have felt like that. I, I painted the shit out of everything. And. I mean, I still did. I just, I just clicked the button to do it. <laughs> okay. It's. I mean, do you think that this environment was really big because it was so cheap for them to do? Because they just like no texture gray boxing right? yeah. and they're yeah. gone, right? That's yeah, great. Dean. That Dean was Tate, a really smart trick. Uh, did the level design. Huh. Well, we met him. At, he was demoing a game. He was demoing Captain Forever Remix. Okay. At, he's real nice. He's real nice. Um. Yeah, I really liked the ca- like exploring the caves. I, it was like felt minecrafty at times like those when they're when when you find those really cool caves in minecraft like that's what what's part of those ones that you love and that i hate yep yeah yeah these didn't feel like that to me because i trusted that it was going to be linear right and that is what allowed me to not worry about getting lost also like being able to see where you've been is such a huge navigational it's, aid in 3D space for me. The like, it's that fucking brilliant in Minecraft. Thing you put torches in, behind you, right? Yeah, well, and that's what I use torches for in Minecraft. But in but like uh, Gone Home, it's like the everybody drawers leaves, being open yeah. and lights being and left, left being on, on and stuff. Yeah, and then because they know that everybody does that, like being able to narratively say, "Stop leaving lights on," like your sister does all the time. Like that was just like one of my <laughs> favorite moments in yeah, Gone Home. Yeah, that was really cool. Because it's like, oh shit, I've been doing this this whole game, and they just told me, called me out on it, and like, that's just brilliant, right? Um, yeah, no, like, it's like, there are so many things about this game that are really good, but I just wish there was more to it. Cause like, beyond those, I feel like beyond those like four ish moments that they have, it's just a lot of like painting environments and moving on to the next environment. <laughs> the one thing that I would describe as a puzzle I did not was, care for. Yeah the elevator thing and like the maze that like that I did not like it was yeah Um, agreed so I don't I wish there was I don't wish they had done more of that I wish there was more stuff like the the creepy the creepy stuff yeah okay yeah I really like the two two or three creepy things that happened to me at the beginning of the game like really the the sacrificial chamber is like what really like I was like Oh fuck! This is cool. What yeah. were you saying was interesting about the sacrifice chamber? That did not seem all that cool to me. So, so if you turn off your gun and you just go in there and like you like hop onto where the table is, and then you just do like one blast in one direction and one blast in the other direction, there are all of these shadows of figures that are not there. Oh, include including one on the table. It's really fucking cool. I, I, okay, I definitely remember f- seeing the shadow of the one that's on the table. Like yeah. I, I remember painting and seeing that outline. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, and so there are there are what they've done is there are like uh, there are like physical sp- things in the space where if you're just painting with your gun, you're probably not going to notice them because you're going to be moving around and like painting over the shadows before you notice that there are shadows. But the, that's that's why I think that's why they give you the like the burst scanner before that room is because that's what that's really good for mm. is just getting a whole picture of a space. From a single point, single vantage point. Um, 
And that was really cool. But they don't do that much. Uh, it, when you have those like weird flashes, those bodies also cast shadows. Mm. Um, but that's, yeah. I, you know, I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. I like, I get, like, I, I respect your, and understand, I think, your criticisms of it, Kevin, but I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm being hypercritical of it. It was, it was a very satisfying experience overall. I just feel like for the number of different things that they did, they probably should have just shortened it. But the, the problem is that so many people want these games to last longer, right? Yeah. Like, there's such a complaint. Like, I'm all for, like, real dense, like super highly yeah. edited experiences, but that's uh, like, just I'll where pay I am in ten dollars for an hour yeah. of gameplay if it's good. Yeah, exactly. Happily, twice a week, you know, yeah. and it's because it's like seeing a movie, you yeah. know. And I wish, I wish that there was more stuff like that. I, I don't know. That I played this in one sitting, and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel like it wore out its welcome to me. But I was not doing it nearly as exhaustively as you, so I think maybe there was just and some, that's, that, and that's there's just some my play fatigue that sets yeah. in. Yeah, and I, and I think probably there are just things that like don't lend themselves to quite as close a reading as you're yeah. inclined to give them. The uh, the other thing is if you if you have auto saves, auto save before points of no return, not after. That drove me <laughs> fucking <laughs> crazy. Like you would jump over, you would jump over something and then you couldn't get back. And then I was like, oh shit, I didn't like finish exploring the other half of that room. Now I have to like load an old save that like was 20 minutes ago oh, or something. Dang. And so that really pissed me off. Like that's just a, that. Just yeah. I like did it. not ever engage with the save and load system okay. at all. Like I got killed and the checkpointing was pretty good. So sure. I guess it's. That's yeah. something that Prey does pretty well. And, and it's not like they do it in anything especially complicated. They just have like four auto saves so you can go back. No, that's that's also another way of doing it. Yeah. It's just or like the gunpoint model oh, where so good. you yeah. can just it's just saving every second and so you can it just saves yeah. snapshots. But there's of- a the 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 Capcom Disney afternoon bundle. The the emulated NES games that just got released uh recently. They have a an emulator that just does rewind. Mm. Which is another way to handle that. That's yeah, great. that's better than save states. Yeah, that's yeah. Really every game you always... is Prince of Persia. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's not how it happened. <laughs> Launch pad. <laughs> oh. uh, so our next assignment uh, is the game Guild of Dungeoneering. So listeners, uh, you've done you've done great the last two. Uh, so so don't time, fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Send us an audio file of you saying Guild of Dungeoneering or not the Guild, Guild of Dungeoneering. Dungeoneering. All right. Gungadin's Dill Hole. Uh, it, and Earring. Uh, yeah, Gungadin's Dill Hole Earring. Um, restraint is the key. <laughs> y- yes. Uh, I don't know how well the, I don't know how restrained it was. The, you know, uh, uh, Bomb Squad Academy, pretty restrained. Um, so great. we'll see, we'll see how the, uh, thank you to Jim for, uh, teaching me about FFmpeg. Oh yeah. Uh, which is the utility that I have always wanted. How, how long has FFmpeg existed? Uh, at least 10 years. So okay. This is Final Fantasy MPEG? Uh, that where males get pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Final Fantasy military police electrogram. Okay. Um, encephalogram? Sure. Yeah. Uh, for example. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
it's a command line utility that converts between all file formats and man knowing about this would have made a lot of things a lot easier for me in the past and it's gonna yeah. be real handy here because turns out my software for editing podcasts can't load m4as which is what your phone creates when you oh. just record audio and send it to somebody which is i feel the way that most of these things are right are happening um yeah the FFmpeg is it's really it's really like it, if you need to convert a audio or video file to another format or like extract a stream or like replace a oh, video's wait. audio with another audio can i take like a project gutenberg file and turn it into a movie <laughs> I, honestly it wouldn't surprise me if like That's it awesome. could just scroll the text can i, can like, I turn <laughs> youtube can i turn a youtube video into a porn parody of that youtube video <laughs> could, I take, turn a, could i turn a let's play into a uh like a playthrough texts file because that would be great um yeah man if you could t- if yeah. you could turn a video walkthrough into a game facts yeah oh wow <laughs> like, that's what that's exactly what i want just to, to give you a sense of it like um i used it to uh bake subtitles into a video so it has like, like it, it took oven? a it's it took uh a subtitle file a text file with like timestamps in it and a video file and produced a video file with oh, um with with them baked onto the onto into the, the mpeg encoding yeah. does it do easy batch processing like if i wanted to say take every mp4 take every m4a in this directory and give me an mp3 version of it without having to like type all the file names i could it do that you could do that so I, I don't think do so that. but like you can do that with a for loop in command.com. Well, right. Well, it's not called command.com anymore, but a ba- I can make a batch file. Yeah. I cmd.exe. Couldn't you just pipe a directory to it and then pipe it back out to a different directory? Uh, right? I don't know. Maybe. I don't if know if, if you it's can. If it's a command line utility, you should just be able to like pipe through it. I don't know if you can. I think no. you can. Okay. Anyway, it does a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's real good though. It's it's this is this is definitely a commercial so for FFmpeg. Check out, here's what I did last time, and this was real stupid. I found a website that would convert <laughs> M4As into MP3s. You could upload them in a batch, but you then download it, them individually. No, it emails them oh, to you. Come on, individually, <laughs> and, um, and then like your email is on a spam list yeah, twenty times. Yeah. And they've and, also taken that audio and like they're listening to it to make sure that right. there's nothing like super yeah. sexy. And I had to do that. We had a huge turnout of people saying Bomb Squad Academy. The the uh, scanner sombre is gonna be more manageable. Which is good, I think. I don't I don't need twenty five of these <laughs> every episode, <laughs> I don't think. Do people do it uh, melodically? Could you turn it into a song? Some people uh, there was somebody who did, who played uh, played some songs on the guitar with it. There okay. were some people that recorded multiple versions of varying degrees like, of if, if sounding a, like animal from the Muppets. If there's too many from one episode, you can hold them back and use them in an episode. <laughs> That's true to just be <laughs> to create an even worse problem than we were trying to solve with this whole setup. Um, the the thing is that because now that we are soliciting these, we're always making sure to name to say the name of the assignment. So it's it has it's great. Yeah, solved the yes. problem forward yes. and back. Uh, almost as though it were a cleverly constructed conceit designed to solve the problem. That <laughs> yep. So. Listeners, if you could also say names of games that you expect us to talk about Ooh. the next episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, 
So Hearthstone, 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 Hearthstone. Pokemon, Pokemon. <laughs> uh, oh, guys, meta uh, Pokemon that can only say the word Pokemon. <laughs> Ooh. I never met a Pokemon that could say anything else. Um, I never met a tautology I didn't meet. Uh, <laughs> guys, you know who this episode of uh, Video Games Hot Tech was brought to us by? Our generous Patreon backers, such as Juan Singular Sensation. <laughs> Billy. Uh, Coleman Stumptown. Are you just looking at mustard and coffee, respectively? <laughs> well, no, it's it's stumped down cold brew. So, I... oh, Coldman, Coldman stumped down. Coleman. Okay, all right, all right. are you are you do you have a Coleman lantern uh, that you're using <laughs> to light your house because of your electrical sensitivity? Uh, y- yes. Okay. And... Electrical sensitivity. Franz Ford. Electrical insensitivity. Acoustic sensitivity. (laughs) Guys, I've had a great time recording episode number 288 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope, I sincerely, truly and deeply hope that you will join us. And if you do, fantastic. And if you don't, you know, that's okay, too. Kakaboo-boo-balaya. I already said it. Yeah, me too. Have a great week, everybody. Make a hamburger out of farts. (laughs) Good night.